Welcome to Ministry IRL. I'm your host, Patrick Weed, and I'm super excited to explore with you what life can be like behind the scenes for those who are in ministry. Let's talk about what ministry is like in real life. Welcome to another episode of Ministry IRL, and I have my good buddy here with me again, Dustin Minder. We. <laughs> How's it going, man? Doing good, dude. Thanks for being here with me again today. Yeah. Um, so I thought, though, that we would still give people at least a bit of an introduction, kind of talk a little bit, too, still about how we know each other. So um, let's see. Um, I have a fun one for you that I don't know if I've ever told you before. You ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> so I remember my wife and I had started attending Springfield Face Center, and all of a sudden, I don't know if we got an invite in the mail or like if it was like in the church bulletin, but it was like Shayna and Dustin are getting married, and you're cordially invited, and we were like, who? We don't know these people, not really. Yeah, but everyone else you knew knew us. <laughs> exactly. And so I don't think we went to your wedding. No, just, that's fine. I yeah. mean, you guys just started coming to our church. We really so. did. Yeah. Yeah. And but didn't yeah. do you guys? Did you invite the whole church? At we the just time? did kind of like an, an open invitation for anyone who knew us because we were doing it at the church. There was enough seating, you know. Yeah. It'd be easier than sending out a bunch of invites and then realizing someone felt left right. out oh, no, yeah, invite. Yeah. So somebody like, would get upset so not we have a small yeah. enough family we we knew it was going to be at the church there'd be enough room so we just kind of did an open invite and we nice. had a really good turnout so that's cool that's yeah. cool so it's like one of my first memories of you but like you and your wife have been attending springfield face center your whole lives no uh, i don't uh she was in elementary i think when she started going i don't know if she i'd been there since i was born my parents were going there when my mom had me so i was kind of born into that church and I just kind of kept going. Okay, nice. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm glad you're there. I, <laughs> I, I like you. <laughs> so um, you've been, I, I remember you volunteered with middle school with, yeah, back in the day, right? Yeah, right out, of, right out of high school, I was volunteering with the, the middle school group and I did that for seven years. Dude. So, yeah, Seven and that's years. how I met you, because they did a bunch of airsofting events with some of the boys. That's right. And so the youth pastor invited you to come out with us, and that's I remember right. you had your stud, your ear studs in, <laughs> and you were into your emo music, and you had some darker hair. and Back when I had hair. You know, well, I wasn't going to say that. But... <laughs> yeah, no, I'm definitely losing my hair very quickly at almost 40 years old. So, But yeah, no, I remember the airsoft games that we would go play. I do remember meeting you there, too. So you, seven years. So did you yeah. do like growing up and then do middle school and high school youth group at the church as well? Well, I'm doing high school now. I did do middle school. I took a... No, sorry. I mean like were you in the youth group before you started helping with these? Yes, groups? yes. Okay. I went to the middle school group. I went to the high school group. And okay. then after graduation, I decided I wanted to help because I appreciated all the leaders that were there for me. And I wanted to kind of do that for younger generation so did that for seven years until my wife got pregnant and we kind of took a break and then now i've just recently been starting to help out with high school okay so seven and then plus what maybe a year or two now yeah so so eight yeah i can't count today (laughs) nine years years. of volunteering in ministry well well, yeah and i've also helped with my wife kids ministry but that's true yes i've done that too yep that's true and then you've you're also on the worship team you play I, the drums Yes, I do play drums occasionally. Yeah. So I like it when you play the drums. Yes. I'm a drummer, so I know. Yes. Yeah. I like to put my hands in help where I can. Yeah. So no, I get that. I'm I'm similar, right? Like yeah. that's where I really like helping. Together. Yeah. So. so 
Uh, there's one question that I've been building into this podcast that I think is a, a good one to help kind of help begin looking into ministry beyond just what we do, right? So the question has been, what would you want people to know is the hardest part of ministry from your perspective? It's a tough question. It is a tough question. Because out of all the things that could be tough, answering the tough questions or not having the right answer, I think the toughest is balancing the time management of realizing you want to help but also knowing that you can't do everything mm. and if you try to it's a great way to get burnt out it's a great way to ruin a marriage arguments things mm. like that there's just a lot of stress that gets pulled from you having a good heart per se and wanting to dive in and really help you know but you have to limit what you, what you and god I mean, I guess you and God really kind of have to set those boundaries of what am I willing to do and what do I need to cut back? Because hmm. if you're just all in everywhere you can, like I said, I've had my hands on a lot of different things, but it's all been spaced out. I've been very, you know, vigilant about making sure that I'm not just leaving my kids and wife at home because I'm doing this for God and I'm just, this is going to be <laughs> right. great. You yeah. Know? yeah. And I mean, I think we've seen that a lot. So your wife's been on here before, and she's our children's pastor yeah. at the church, and so she does ministry as well. She does that full-time, though, right? That's yeah, her job. yeah, she's hired on so, at our church. Yeah. yeah. And so I guess that's a, a great like direction to talk, though, about, because I don't think... So this is something I've noticed, and tell me what you think about this. I've noticed that you like everybody cares about their church that they attend, and for the most part, people want to help or like you know maybe do something... But I feel like there's often a handful of people that are like your, I can rely on them to volunteer for something. And I definitely feel like you and I fall into that boat. And so I've noticed that when that happens, there's a lot of things Then people be like, oh, can you help with this? Oh, do you mind helping with this? Hey, we're doing this one time thing, you know, but we're going to do it once every year. Would you, (laughs) would you show up two hours early and, you know, set up chairs or cook or or whatever, right? So... Um, tell me this. So what, what would you say, like, how have you tried to balance that time? Like, what, what have you, like, you were talking a bit about like boundaries, but like talking to God about boundaries. Like, can you give us maybe a bit more concrete example of what that means for you? Okay. I, I mean, there've definitely been times where like, Hey, we're starting this new project or can like, we need you, like, can you really help out and like teach a, a Wednesday night class you know I really have a good message I think it would be great if you delivered it you know would you be up for that and I'm like well I've already got this going on this week this going on this week and I, I really want to be there for my wife and support her her ministry so she will come first and if she needs me I'm going to be there you know but I will double check you know and if I if I can I'll let you know but if I can I'm not just going to be like yeah I would love because yeah I'd love to teach whatever that is that sounds fun but I'm not just going to all in for it like I said I'm, I'm going to set my boundaries, check with the people that I've already made agreements with, you know, and then go from there if I feel called to do that. So here's an interesting question. Have you actually ever said no to anything? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. How, how, how did you feel when you did that? And more so, did the person that you had to say no to receive it well? Most, most people who know me know that I'm already, you know, doing a lot you know so they and they know i have kids and a family so everyone's been really chill about it and just like we understand you know 
Like, I just thought I'd reach out to you because I know you'd be interested in this. But it's never a make it or break it. You know, no one's really been mad at me for saying no, which is nice. I kind of have that freedom to... I'm allowed to I'm allowed to say no without feeling guilty, you know. It's not like anyone specifically is relying on me. They'll, they'll all be okay without me. Was there a time in your life where it was difficult to say no? I think yeah, when I when I was definitely starting out to help out in the the middle school group like I really just kind of I I wanted to do everything. It's you want to help out as much as you can, but I've had to learn to say no to things and it's and I've gotten lot better at it but it's still sometimes hard because you you want to help you know oh yeah no i totally get that i I definitely i mean i say yes too much i probably should say no more often yeah (laughs) so so you work a full-time job yes let's kind of go through some of this too as i was thinking as you were talking so you work a full-time job so at least what at least 40 hours a week yeah um you're married with two kids yes so you got family um, we'll throw in, you know, your own life, your own personal stuff that you probably enjoy. I know disc golf is one of them. I've played with you with that before. Yeah. I know you like other things like retro video games and things like that. Yeah. So, and then on top of all that, there's also anything that's ministry related. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, when, when you're coming down to decisions like that, you've definitely talked about how family is an influence. Mm-hmm. Um, is there, I'll see how I want to put this. I guess I just wonder, like, have you, I'm getting a little bit deep here, so bear with me, but have you wrestled at all with the idea of that ministry can become part of your identity? Or you and I have talked about this in other scenarios a bit where, like, you know, we we perform in order to feel valuable. Mm-hmm. And so that in conjunction with, like, saying yes versus saying no have you had to work through that at all? And if so, like, what's what's been good about it? What's been difficult about it? Yeah, like I said, I think starting out volunteering in the ministry because when you're young and not knowing what you're going to do after high school, you know, you want to kind of establish a sense of value. And so I guess a lot of it was, like, I did care for the kids, but another part of it was, like, I wanted to feel like I was helping somebody that would give and in turn, hoping that would give me a sense of value because mm. I did something, you know. Oh, totally, yeah. Like I could mark it, like, look, God, I'm doing something. when I, You know, but I knew it wasn't about performance. But the culture we grow up in, it's kind of sometimes in the back of your mind why you do the things that you do, you know. So I didn't really realize I was leaning more towards trying to feed a sense of value in me rather than doing it with God. You know, I was doing it because I wanted to either please God or find a sense of value. So I had to kind of wrestle with that as I kept, you know, going through and volunteering and figuring out what it meant to me to volunteer, Hmm. you know. Was there like a one time that like you had a revelation and you kind of realized that with God or was it over time? I think it was over. It was definitely over time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Just having God reaffirm my value through the Bible and through friends and you know, through life rather than through me trying to reaffirm my value through what I was doing, just having people come into my life at the right time and give me the words or, you know, encourage me. Yeah. Yeah. I know that's a big thing that you enjoy doing too. I've noticed in different areas of life, like you are definitely an encourager. You like to encourage people. I definitely think I see that in you. And so we've done youth ministry now together some. Mm -hmm. Um, I miss it, by the way. Miss being with you guys. But uh, I definitely see you as an encourager when you hang out with the kids. 
The other thing I thought we could talk about for a couple minutes, um, and again, these are topics that like we could spend much longer on, I think, if yeah. we dove into it, but for the sake of time. Uh, so I was thinking about, um, and actually, you and I looked this up right beforehand. Um, we were looking up how to, uh, so I'm a horrible speller. Grew up, growing <laughs> up overseas, I'm really bad at spelling. I was like, how do you, uh, how do you spell bivocational? And so we started looking it up and realized that um, and I'm so basically it's, it, I couldn't find it in Webster's dictionary at least not online yeah. it was like this is not a word and I don't know maybe I was spelling it wrong or something and I was like okay what about vocation like just I'll look that up and I was like okay vocation is definitely something that uh, like it's either your job or it's something that you do and so we were talking about being bivocational and and share with me a little bit like kind of what you said about like what that normally would mean to you yeah, well, first of all, I'm a horrible speller, too. So <laughs> Ethan's like, Dad, how do you spell something? I'm like, I don't ask Mom. Don't look at me. <laughs> Thanks. But, no, but um, the bivocation, like what, it, like the vocation just means like your profession. You know, like what what are you doing, either career or what's your job? or And I think the bi stands for two. Two, yeah. So normally I've heard that word in churches like bivocational as like a pastor or priest or minister or whoever is doing this as as one of their jobs but then they also have another job that they do out outside of the church I wouldn't say outside of ministry because anything you do can be ministry so see but you got to be really careful saying that though right there because what I was about to challenge you on is earlier you said that you don't feel that you are bivocational because it's employment but if we're gonna say that well, everything's ministry. <laughs> everything is ministry, but I would, but I have a hard time considering myself a minister. And maybe that's a personal thing, but I feel like for people who, you know, get the education or work towards being a minister, is different than me volunteering my time to minister to kids. Sure. You know, or anything I do outside of church can still be a ministry. Yeah. But I have a hard time calling myself a minister. In that pastor. sense, yes. Yeah. No, and I get that. I think I'm right there with you. I think we both have volunteered for a long time, years yeah. and years of volunteering, yeah. um, but never necessarily been employed by a church. Um, but I know we both have had people talk to us and be like, but you're you're pastoring still, and you're still pastoring those kids. And I, and I think you are. Yeah, but, I, but I, I would agree, right? but I wouldn't label myself a pastor right? or it's a so minister. Hard. Yeah, you know? and that definition. You could still be pastoring. A group of people but not be a pastor but i think the title yeah. of being a pastor is because you've worked right the title you know i think that that i mean that right there is a whole another podcast of like i know titles within ministry like we could talk about that for a while for sure but i want to go back to the bivocational one though um mostly because i think it relates to the balancing everything and doing everything together what uh I'm trying to think what, so as a person who's encouraging, who and my hope with this podcast in many different ways is that people who are either considering doing ministry or who are in ministry can be encouraged. And so kind of as we're trailing off here and kind of wrapping things up, what would you say? Um, let's, let's go both ways. What would you want to say to someone who's considering? So like, let's say similar situation to us, right? Yeah. Bivocational, just in the sense of multiple places that they volunteer or are a part of. Yeah. What would you want to say to encourage someone who's thinking about doing ministry? Definitely, I would encourage them to think about their reasoning. Why? Why do you want to do it? 
not that doing it's wrong, but what are your motivations behind whatever ministry you're trying to volunteer or get involved in, you know? Because if you're doing it because there's a void inside of you that you're trying to fill by serving or by this or by that, then I think you're missing the mark. I think if you're doing it with God to participate in what he's already doing and coming alongside what God's doing and doing it selflessly for the purpose of spending time with God and growing your relationship and relating with others, love God and love people. Mm -hmm. But if you're at in and any form, and I'm not saying you can't volunteer because you're trying to fill a void, but just be careful. It's because, worth exploring yeah, the reasons. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't want you don't want to find your value in something that you're doing totally. and then feeding that and then have it become an unhealthy way that you're volunteering. And then you could be potentially hurting somebody else with how selfish you are being in that act, hmm. you know? Yeah, totally. What would, uh, what would you want to say to people who are in ministry similar to yourself where they're working a full-time job, but yet also trying to volunteer and, you know, be at different events and do things? What would you want to say to them? I would say when you're home with your family or when you're done, you know, be done. It's okay to be done. Like, it's okay to let that stay at where it needs to be, stay at the church, stay at a youth youth house or wherever you, whatever you're volunteering in, but you don't have to bring that home. It doesn't, not everybody's needs and wants have to be on your shoulders, you know, especially if you have a family and a kid, you need to make sure that their priority outside are first and then your volunteering and ministering can be what you do with God second to your family. Yeah. Which is always so interesting because it's, it's not placing God second, but it's just placing that work that you're doing yes. as a secondary thing. That's still going to be there, and God's God's still going to take care of the people involved. Right. And he's Through gonna love other to, yes, volunteers. He, he's going to love to do it with you when when it's t- time and place. You know, yeah. when it's time, he'll yeah. be there. No, You'll good. be there. But that's good. when you're home, you're home with family. You make that priority. That's good stuff, buddy. Cool, man. Well, thank you for being with us here today. Appreciate it a lot. Woot. <laughs> Just want to say thanks to all you guys listening in. Uh, we always appreciate that you guys are here, that you're tuning in and listening to us. Um, hope that you've enjoyed this podcast with uh, Dustin Miner, just talking about ministry and life in ministry. Make sure to check us out every Friday for another episode of Ministry IRL.